Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Streets Broad and Narrow, Part 1. Please fasten your seatbelts. Gary Brown. I'm Gary Cook and welcome to Streets Broad and Narrow. This is our love letter to Dublin. Our love letter to Dublin. Couldn't have put it better myself. It's, we're going to talk about tales of Dublin, stories of Dublin, it's people, it's places, it's uniqueness. And in this first episode today we are looking at the River Liffey and specifically the bridges over the River Liffey. Their stories and their history Gary, how many bridges would you say there are over the River Liffey? Well, now, Gary, are we talking about the bridges over the Li- River Liffey, or are we talking about the Dublin bridges of the Liffey? Well, Dublin bridges of the Liffey. Okay, well, that's a different story altogether, because, as you know, the Liffey rises in Wicklow and flows all the way to Ring's End. But anyway, if we're talking about Dublin, have a guess. There are 24 bridges starting at Lucan and ending up at the East Link Bridge. You are approaching Lucan Bridge. And we are starting our journey in Lucan, uh, in a car uh, as we make our way down uh, the winding um, banks of the River Liffey. Uh, I'm Gary, he's Gary, and together you could say we're having some Garioke. Oh, Garioke, yes. So the first bridge we're encountering is, is Lucan Bridge, and that was built in the 1200s and rebuilt again in 1817. And it's, uh, it's, it's a masonry arch bridge and it was designed by George Knowles, a famous architect. And Lucan Bridge, and Lucan in general, is a place that brings great memories to me because Lucan, to me, was always the start of heading to the country. Was well, it? Yeah, when I was leaving Dublin, once you got past Lucan, you were really in the country. Right. At one point, you were in the country when you were in Phoenix Park, uh, but it was pushed out. Well, maybe so, but anyway, <laughs> Phoenix Park, we, 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 we've taken ownership of that. It's ours. Okay, and what about the bridge? What about the bridge in Lucan? Tell us something about it. Well, it's, as I say, it was built in the 1200s, um, and it was designed by um, a famous architect called George Knowles. Um, Lucan's a lovely, quaint little town, and that whole area of Lucan has, has kind of developed, and the beautiful weir there as well. And of course, I think it was you, Tommy, that once there was a famous spa in Lucan. Uh, there, there was. It was a spa. Rich people used to go to this spa, like rich people go to spas now. Uh, but this is in the late 18th century. Uh, and they said at one point, I think there was about, uh, I think, 450 horses came in one day. There was about 25 uh, carriages. There was hundreds of jaunting cars. There was thousands of pedestrians. This is how popular it was. Anyway, um, and... Uh, it was it was at that, that destination, but it was also a dangerous place as well because there was a lot of highwaymen out there apparently, uh, and there was one man who was um, uh, murdered basically, Father McCartan, and Father McCartan, uh, he'd been staying at Palmerstown House. He took his leave at about ten o'clock in the night. He was set upon by two men called James Weir and Christopher Walsh, 
uh, and they were looking for his 10 shillings and uh, one silver watch. They shot him uh, and he died. His found in a pool of blood and his arm was out and he was begging for mercy, but they didn't give mercy to him. The two men who killed him, James Weir and Christopher Walsh, uh, were caught apprehended that night uh, and sentenced to death and they were hung the next morning from Lucan Hill. So the next time you're on Lucan Hill, you will know that there was a murder. There, they were hung the next day. Yes. After being convicted the previous day. Yes. That was quick. That was swift. It was summary justice. Yes, indeed. Okay, but... Uh, justice delayed is justice denied. So they say. So they say. Not in this case. Um, talking about murder, Gary, I was at a fight and a wedding broke out once upon a time in the Spa Hotel. <laughs> uh, back in the um, late 70s, I was at a wedding and a bit of a... There was a get-together from a group from Cabra and a group from Ballyfermot. And uh, a round eruption soon began, but it was a great wedding. No, great <laughs> wedding. How is that even possible to row from people from Cabot to Ballymont? I don't know how that could have possibly have happened. You are approaching the Westlink Bridge. Okay, the Westlink Bridge. What can we say about it? Other than that it's a tall bridge, uh, and it dates back to 1990. It was first built in 1990. It's 31 years ago. Uh, that's a lot of toll. That's a lot of cars. Um, in fact, by 2005, there was 98,000 cars per day. The most interesting thing about this is that it actually runs through the fields of my old school. They took the grounds of my memories and my school. And your school, and where would that be now, Gary? It was King's Hospital in, um, in, in Palmerstown. King's uh, Hospital? Yeah, they took the under-14 rugby and hockey pitches. Yes, that's correct. So a hospital... It was school, but it was called a hospital. Yes, it was called a hospital. It was set well, up by, well, well, by Charles II. Charles II for poor Protestants. Poor Protestants? Yes, for poor well, Protestants. That's is, all true. Is there such a thing? Apparently, there are. There, no, there are absolutely. I, and um, that's where I used to go out, by the way, and where the M50 is now, to for my for my messing and kissing girls and, and going for cigarettes and so on. So the next time you're driving, speeding your car through there, you are riding over my memory. Okay. And the King's Hospital was for poor Protestants, a school for poor Protestants. You are approaching Farmley Bridge. Yeah, well, the next bridge we're going to come to is Farmley Bridge. And uh, it's a silver bridge. I'm sorry, it was called Silver Bridge. It's also called Guinness Bridge. It's now disused. It was uh, used to transport Guinness workers across at the strawberry beds. Uh, it's a um, cast iron box truss bridge. Wow. Where did you get that from, the internet? Uh, Mr. Google, uh, well, it's not always right, but then of course, I, because it's talking about Dublin, I think it's Mr. Dougal, he's given me this information. It's 52 meters long, Gary, and it was built by the engineering department of Guinness Brewery, built in the 1870s. You are now approaching Anna Livia Bridge in Chapelizard. Yes, uh, the Chapelizard Bridge uh, is uh, called the Chapelizard Bridge because um, it's in Chapelizard. Uh, but in actual fact, it was renamed the Anna Livia Bridge in 1982 to mark the centenary uh, of the birth of James Joyce. Uh, Anna Livia is actually a character, was a character, is or was, uh, in his book Finnegan's Wake. Uh, so uh, she is a physical manifestation of a woman and she's walking down the banks uh, of the Liffey. Um, now, this bridge actually dates back to 1660. Some dude called the Duke of Ormond 
uh, was um, a um, a viceroy type guy uh, of Ireland. In fact, he wasn't even a viceroy. I don't know what he was. Google, what was he? He was the first Duke of Ormond. <laughs> okay. Um, and so he was, uh, he demanded there was a bridge at Chapel Lizard. It was rebuilt in 1753. And, uh, and, and by the way, Gary, did you know that um, in uh, Chapel Lizard was where men uh, went from the Battle of the Boyne, William of Orange's men went there to, uh, to go on a, a rest. Going to rest after the Battle of the Boyne. Yes. Well, there you go. Uh, I thought he was running away from the Battle of the Boyne, but anyway, maybe he needed a rest when he got to Chapel Lizard. But I'll tell you what about James Joyce. There's a couple of references to James Joyce in and around that area. In the in the uh, great book of short stories called Dubliners, there's a character called James Duffy who lived in Chapel Lizard, and of course uh, in um, Ulysses there is a scene in Ulysses uh, in one of the pubs there. The name of the pub escapes me, but again, there's a reference to um, to Chapel Lizard and its environs in the great Ulysses. So, two or three references to James Joyce. So it's not Chapel Lizard, it's not a reptile, it's a place. Where I come from, it was called Chapel Lizard, okay? Where, Lizard. where, where do you come it's from? It's like near the Azul. Well, where, on the way down. Where do you come from? Well, I come from the inner city originally, but then I we got pushed and we moved to Cabra West. So, Cabra. when I was growing up in Cabra West, right. it was called Chapel Lizard. Okay. Near the Yazoo. You are approaching Island Bridge. Well, as we're passing Island Bridge, it's famous for its rowing clubs. Do you know that? In fact, Gary, I just, I just heard this today. There are Phoenix Rowing Club, Commercial Rowing Club, Dublin Municipal Rowing Club, UCD, the Garda Rowing Club, DIT Rowing Club, and of course, on the other side of the river, Trinity, which is also known as Lady Elizabeth. Rowing club, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. Mm. Of course, Trinity would have to have their clubhouse on the other side of the river, yes. apart from everybody yes. else. Yes, the left side. Trinners for winners. <laughs> okay, and isn't the story something to do with uh, swans as well? Yeah, Oliver St. John Gogarty, uh, that famous uh, physician and writer. And, and publican. And, well, um, yeah, yeah, he has a pub somewhere. Well, it's a pub named after him in Temple Bar. Have you ever been in there? Very expensive. I, uh, and the prices go up as the night progresses. Did you know that? There you go. But anyway, Oliver St. John Gogarty was kidnapped by the IRA and he escaped by swimming across the Liffey in and around the Island Bridge area. And to mark, as a mark of gratitude, he set free some swans along that stretch. And it's now famous for its swans gliding along with the oarsmen as they glide along. By the way, that's called the posh roaming up that end of the river. Right. Well, um, swans, apparently, uh, they used to say to the rowers in my school, hey, be careful the swans, they could break your arm. Who do you know who's had their arm broken by a swan? How did you know I knew a fella had his arm broken by a swan? I'll tell you where it happened, up on the Royal Canal. Yeah. His name was Wacker Delaney. And Wacker was swimming, and he disturbed the nest of swans, who had some signets, they're called. He decided not to back down, and the swan made a run from him, hit him a bang of its wing, and poor old Wacker had a broken arm. I stand corrected. What an idiot. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again, and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation.
Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select seat-only reservation free travel scheme and pay just €2 Euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. There ahead, look, he's got something on his back. A bit of a hitchhiker. We'll pull in and get him into the car, will Harry, you could be a highway bandit murderer type. A murderer? He looks like a fella would murder a few points. We'll get him into the back here and see what happens. What's your name? Jerry, how's it going? Fine, you're not a highway murderer, are you? No, I've been known to murder a few points in my day. See, okay, I told you. you just said that. What's that thing in your uh, guitar? No, it's not a guitar, it's a mandola. Made by a famous uh, Dublin uh, luthier called Joe Foley. I'm very lucky to have one. A luthier? Oh, good grief. Joe Foley, Joe Foley the luthier. Well, jeez. Joe Foley's made these for much better musicians than me. Okay. What are you guys doing down here? Well, we're actually doing a thing about the bridges over the River Liffey. What are you doing? Well, I've been walking around the Liffey for the last few days trying to remember all the songs associated with this area. Well, who would have thought it? What a coincidence. An absolute coincidence. Okay, and do you know any songs? There are many famous songs about the Liffey, but none really that talk about the river and all the counties it comes from. Everyone thinks it starts in Dublin, but it doesn't really. It finishes in Dublin. It finishes, it certainly does finish in Dublin, but it has a very interesting path to get here. Okay. And uh, although most Dubliners lay claim to it, it could easily be claimed by the people of Wicklow or the people of Kildare. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. It's our river. Okay. Take it away there, Jerry. And the Libby Purabella 
is the river's name. Oh, weaving in the white men, all along the plain, read the reeds, Cara, and then on the plain, all the lead and many, a turn and the bend, rising up in Wicklow, flowing till we get Sometimes she runs, then she creeps and hurdles with the fish across the salmon leap, joined by the waters of the river Roy, as she surges the loop in and waves the hill goodbye, rolling with the swans down the island bridge, with the ghost of Guinness barges on the city's edge. Oh, the Libyan has many a turn and a bend, rising up in Wicklow and Clones, Herrington. Now we're sucking diesel. Jesus, young wood. Jesus, that's not bad. That's not bad. Now, that was written by a friend of mine. The words were written by a friend of mine. And I added a, a little verse and then we messed around with the music. But it's a little bit like the London song Sweet Thames floats softly. I thought nobody had ever charted the history of the river from the start all the way down and not a lot of people would have known all the places it went through. And Jerry, that's an original song. Well, fair play to you. It's the first time uh, we've heard it and it's brilliant. I hope we hear it again. You are approaching the Liffey Railway Bridge. Please drive carefully. I'm too young to die. Yes, the Liffey Railway Bridge uh, is a railway bridge over the Liffey, obviously, uh, the clues in the name. It's built in 1877 to link the uh, Houston Station with the Dublin Docklands via the Phoenix Park Tunnel. Now, it was primarily used for freight, but one sporting organisation had the ability to use it for people whenever they wanted, and it wasn't the Irish Badminton Association. Who do you think it was, Gary? Well, it has to be the all-powerful, omnipotent... Gaelic Athletic Association would be the right answer. Uh, well done. Uh, what else can I tell you about the bridge? Um, what type of a bridge was it? Um, well, what type of a bridge was it? You're spoofing, you don't know. Um, interweb. What sort of a bridge was it? The Liffey Railway Bridge is a rail bridge spanning the River Liffey near Houston Railway Station in Dublin in Ireland. It is a wrought iron box truss structure. Now can we please move on? You are approaching Sean Houston Bridge. Sean Houston Bridge, uh, built in 1828, known to lots of Dubliners as King's Bridge, um, for obvious reasons. Um, it's a cast iron bridge. Before that, it was known as Sarsfield Bridge. It now carries pedestrians and the Lewis. So it's a really important bridge all of a sudden, bringing wow. the Lewis, the red line, all the way from Tala into the city centre. Wow. And you know something? It passes by famous street on the left of the bridge is Park 8th Street. Now, Park 8th Street is a very interesting street, not because it just has a famous pub called Ryan's of Park 8th Street. Why did you have a big fight there one day? I never the had wedding? a fight there. No, I did not. I, I, don't, I don't have fights at every wedding I go to. And by the way, I've never been to a wedding in Park 8th Street. But Park 8th Street is famous because it's on the north side of the river, but it has an even postal number. It's Dublin 8. your jets body as you are probably aware Gary all the uneven numbers of the postcards are on the north side and all the even numbers are on the south side but this is an exception Parkgate Street is Dublin 8 along with another famous establishment 
Paros and Nupuron has a postal address of Dublin 8. And in fact, lots of places in the Phoenix Park have Dublin 8 postal addresses. Did you know that? I didn't, no. The only thing I knew about the Phoenix Park is a zoo there, and it's a Viking burial ground. And also, um, you're not allowed to play Frisbee, apparently. You're not allowed to play Frisbee where? In the zoo? In the Phoenix Park. In the Phoenix Park at all? No, uh, Jerry, the Phoenix Park. Do you have a song about the Phoenix Park? Thunder and lightning is no lark When Dublin City is in the dark If you have any money, go up to the park And view the zoological gardens We went up there on our honeymoon She said to me, if you don't come soon To me, me lovely Jack, do you fancy a ride on the elephant's back? Get up, yeah. If you don't go away I'll give you such a smack up in the zoological gardens. Thunder and lightning is no lark when Dublin City is in the dark. If you have any money, go up to the park and view the zoological garden. But shite, here's a copper. Officer, I've been abducted and held against my will. Well, it's funny you should say that because right beside the zoological gardens is the Garda HQ. And there's a reference to the Garda HQ in another famous Dublin song, and that is Monto. And by strange coincidence, we're going to be singing it now with this total stranger called Jerry, who we've never met. No, but he's very good, though. He seems to keep, keep up very well, doesn't he? Well, if you got a wingo, take a run to Ringo, where the waxy sing oh, all the day. If you had your fill of porter, you can't go any further. Give your money yard and get back to the cave and take her up to Monto, 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 take her up to Monto, Langaroo, to you. When the Tsar of Prussia and the King of Russia landed in the Phoenix in a big balloon, they asked the guard band to play the warden of the green, but the burghers in the depot didn't know the tune. They all go back to Monto, 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 all go back to Monto, Langaroo, to you. Was I the only one who saw that cyclist? There you go, Gary. Two references within, uh, within spinning distance of one another, the Azul and the Garda HQ. Hey, sorry, if we get uh, done for this by Garda camera, can you actually be fined for singing in the car? I'm just, just wondering. You are approaching Frank Sherwin Bridge. The Frank Sherwin Bridge uh, uh, opened in 1982 and it joins Houston Station to Wolf Tone Key. And uh, now it was opened to uh, improve the traffic flow on the keys and when it opened in actual fact uh, the direction of the uh, traffic on the keys completely changed it's the complete opposite to what it is now uh, did it work Gary? it's working now but it caused consternation when it first happened I remember there was a many a big pile up at one end of the bridge but country people didn't realize that the direction of the the flow of the traffic had changed really yeah oh. 1982 yeah <laughs> 
Um, right, well, obviously that was a failure of communication. Um, interestingly, this bridge, uh, according to the internet, My cousin. Uh, is designed uh, within Dublin Corporation, a road design division, as you would expect, uh, and it is a three-span reinforced concrete structure and it won the Irish Concrete Society Award. So even concrete has awards. Do you know wow. concrete, by the way, is causes 7% of the world's carbon dioxide emissions? I wasn't aware of that. And tell me this, how much did that bridge cost to build? It cost... 1.8 million. 1.8 I thought you knew the price of this bridge. 1.8 million. Can you imagine? What would you get for that now? In 1982, they managed to build a bridge for 1.8 million. What would you get for 1.8 million now, do you think? You're able to build a bridge in 1982 for 1.8 million. It was built really quickly. Planning was sped through and it was built really quickly. What would you get for 1.8 million now, I wonder? Um, a semi-detached house in Lucan? I don't think so. Maybe on the south side, but anyway. she runs. Then she creeps and hurdles with the fish. Across the summer's wheat, joined by the waters of the river Rye, as she surges the loop in the waves, the hill goodbye. Rolling with the swans down the island bridge, with the ghost of Guinness barges on the city's edge, of the Louis it has a many a turn at the bend. You are approaching Rory O'Moore Bridge. We're moving swiftly along to our next bridge, which is the Rory O'Moore Bridge. And uh, that was built in 1670. It was built in, originally built in 1670, then it was rebuilt in 1861, reopened and named the Victoria and Albert Bridge. And again, it was then renamed in 1930, the Rory O'Moore Bridge. Now, Rory O'Moore took part in a rebellion in 1641 in Dublin. He was known, various names, this fella. He was called Rory O'Moore. He was called Sir Rory O'Moore. He was called Sir Roger O'Moore. And he was called Sir Roger Moore. So we had a Sir Roger Moore back in the day. We had our own James Bond in 1641. And then another one. Uh, how many years later in Pierce Brosnan? Two James Bonds. There you go. And, of course, it links Ellis Street to Watling Street. Now, Watling Street is famous again in another famous Dublin song, Finnegan's Awake. Tim Finnegan lived in Watling Street, a gentleman most mighty odd, with a beautiful brogue so rich and sweet, and to rise in the world, Tim carried a hod. Now Timmy the sword of a tippling way, and with the love of the liquor, poor Tim was born, and to help him on his way, each day would have a drop of the crater every morn. Whack for the hoorah, dance with your partner, welt the floor with your trotter shake. Wasn't it the truth I told you? Lots of fun at Finnegan's Awake. Excellent. What do you think of that, Cherry? Are you impressed? Fantastic. Great song. You may already know this, but you are now approaching the James Joyce Bridge. The James Joyce Bridge joins the South Keys to Blackhall Place. You know what Blackhall Place is? It's a place where young men and women uh, go to learn how to be millionaires. That's what it is, and, and to charge. They, they have a special charging uh, course there, how to charge people loads of money. And uh, Gary, wasn't um, Blackhall Place once uh, one of those funny schools that, you know, 
the, um, yeah, you know, you know about, you know, like King's Hospital, but it had a different name. What was it called before Blackout Place? It was called the, the Blue Coat School. The Blue Coat School. That's what it was called, yes. Because the young boys used to have, were torn out in Blue Coat. You don't say. Yeah, poor Protestants, yeah. yeah poor, more poor Protestants. <laughs> lower I don't, lower I don't believe it. Um, yes, it, it, it was. Uh, it was, um, yeah. So there you go. Um, I wasn't in that school. Um, so the James Joyce uh, Bridge was designed by Dr. Santiago Calatrava, right? He was a Spaniard. Uh, and it is, uh, apparently, it is a single span structural steel design. Okay, that's what it is. Um, uh, and the deck is supported by two outward angled arches. Sure, everyone knows that. Anyway, uh, it opened uh, in 2003 and it was built partially to improve traffic flows uh, on uh, the keys. Uh, but in the ultimate irony, Dr. Santiago, um, who was supposed to come to the opening, missed his flight because he was stuck in traffic. Really? Anyway, he ages to learn those lines. You are approaching Mellows Bridge. Mellows Bridge was um, originally called Aaron Bridge. It's also called Broadwell Bridge and Queen's Bridge uh, and became known as Queen Street Bridge, uh, named after Queen Maeve. 1922 it was then renamed after Lieutenant General Lee Mellows, who was executed in the Irish Civil War. He was um, Republican executed and in fairness to the Free State they managed to name a bridge after him. Now that has another memory for me because it's also known as Bargaintown Bridge. The prices are only famous. You remember Bargaintown? I certainly do. Follow. Hurry on down to Bargaintown where the prices are only famous. Yeah. Yeah they got Terry Wogan to do the ad. I don't think it was Terry Wogan. Was it not someone doing an impression of Terry Wogan? Um, I thought Terry Wogan was. It was Terry Wogan. It was Terry Wogan. Thanks very much for that, oh, Jerry. Much. I didn't know. Why don't we just look up the internet? Is there any? You know what? Kind of Dublin has a kind of a, a famous for these furniture shops and for people selling furniture, etc., etc. I mean, with mattress Mick at the moment, as you know, who does um, that's right coverings and stuff like that. And then we had beds, beds, beds of Dorset Street. Yeah. And then we had Des Kelly, the carpet man. That's right. Get your underlay felt. <laughs> and uh, Des Kelly was up there, and also then, of course, we have Elton Fingless, Lino Richie. Hey, buddy, shove it up your USB port. I was thinking the other day about this. There was, I, I came across something there. There was a fella called Bill, and he had a gate company, and it's called Bill's Gates. We always open. <laughs> Bill's Gates. Yes. Uh, and you. Uh, what about the Red Corner Shop? Do you remember that in Dorset Street? So. Dublin is famous for these furniture shops. And what about the, there's a new recruitment agency, isn't there? It's called uh, Steve's, Steve's Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. Oh yeah, well there you go. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on. So what, what happened in there now, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Liam Mellows Bridge, um, it is the, actually it's the oldest bridge still standing on the Liffey, 250 years old. Okay, that's an old bridge. Approaching Father Matthew Bridge. Now, the Father Matthew Bridge, this was the site of the first recorded bridge in, in Dublin, medieval Dublin, 1014. Uh, in fact, nine men were slaughtered, uh, warriors, warriors even were slaughtered here on the way back from the Battle of Clonturf. Good afternoon to you. We've got a fellow on there, these saints have been absolutely slaughtered by Brian Baru. Good afternoon. Uh, and then it was rebuilt by, um, by the Normans in the 13th century and it collapsed. And it was rebuilt in uh, 1428 by, uh, is it? Dominican Friar of Ostman Town. 
Uh, it was the first uh, masonry bridge in Dublin. And it had, uh, it had shops and an inn and a chapel and houses. Uh, and somebody got actually done uh, for making a house there, uh, building a house there. Geoffrey de Morton, the former, everyone knows who he is. Well, of course. He's a former uh, Lord Mayor of Dublin in 1302. And he got done for making a house, building a house without planning permission. So it was happening even then. There you go. Uh, and uh, the whole thing was uh, rebuilt in 1818, and then it was renamed Father Matthew Bridge in uh, in 1938. Who was Father Matthew? Famous temperance campaigner. He was exactly uh, Matthew himself is the apostle of temperance. So we've two bridges of the living named after people who didn't drink. People who didn't drink exactly. How strange! It's the it's the original it's the original Dublin Bridge. And that's where Forward of the Hurdles come from, which gave the town its name, Bolly Arclea, Town of the Hurdle Fort. And you only know that because you looked at that's the That's because I'm reading it. I'm reading it because I'm, I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. You only know that because you looked up the internet. He wouldn't know his own name unless he asked me. That's correct. And the interweb told me that Father Matthew was actually born in Thomastown near Golden in County Tipperary. Next week. Part two, 12 bridges to the sea.